Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Creative and Free Black Woman. Yay! Today, I celebrate you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your support, for your sharing. I really, really appreciate y'all. In our last episode, where it was just me talking, um, we talked about why we should do more instead of planning more and how planning is really an excuse and a way to procrastinate on our dreams. But I wanted to come back today and share just five simple tips that you can take with you to make that process easier, to make it easier to do the things that you dream of. And so it's not overwhelming and so scary and so heavy. Okay, so I have five things to share with you. Number one, think of what you're doing as an experiment. This is my life hack. So if you didn't know, I have a YouTube channel. Um, you can follow me there. I put the link in the description um, where I iterate in front of a lot of people. You know, I show up there, I sing live, I do live creations and create with people and, inter- and interact with people in my um, live. And so for a lot of people, they'd be like, oh my God, that's so scary. And honestly, it is. It is scary sometimes. But I've said to myself, you know what? I'm just playing. I'm just having fun. And so that in turn takes the pressure off of me to be an expert, to be perfect, to be fabulous. I can just be myself. I can show up and go live and say, hey guys, welcome to my, I I call it the creative playground because really it's just me having fun. It's where I create for fun. It's literally my playground for doing whatever I want to do. I mean, since no one's telling me like, oh, you know, you have to do it this way. And since I'm not labeling myself as an expert, it takes the pressure off and I'm able to have a lot more fun. So that's my first tip is to share your experience is to create something and just tell yourself you're just playing around. It's not that serious. It's not that big of a deal. You know, if you want to make juices, okay, you know, just play around, get some fruits and vegetables and play and see how things taste and have, you know, other people come and taste it and see what they think. Just experiment, just iterate, just tell yourself that it's just for fun. And I promise you that takes a lot of the pressure off. So that's the first thing. Um, I also want to say this in regards to experimenting when we're younger, you know, like science fair projects. And I talked about this on my, on my YouTube live before, but If you are aware of like the science fair project when you're younger, you know, you have a hypothesis. You say, hey, I think this is what's going to happen if I do X, Y, and Z. Then you experiment. You do multiple experiments, not just one where you're like, oh, well, that sucked. You know, no, you keep coming back to the same thing and saying, okay, well, let me test this out. Okay, that didn't work. Let me see if this will work, right? And at the end of the experiment, we say, hmm, my hypothesis was either right or wrong. And so then at the end of the science fair project, no one says, okay, well, that's it. We're done with it. No, scientists and children alike in school, they say, okay, if I did this next time, what would I do differently? And so that's the point. That's why failure, it's not such a bad thing. Failure is saying, hmm, this didn't work. Let me collect the data. Let me collect the information and my experience and decide to do something different and see if that'll work. So that's the first tip is experiment and play. When kids are outside on the playground playing around, they're not worried about like, oh, am I telling the story right? Am I swinging right? (laughs) Am I running around right? Am I playing tag right? No, they're just out there playing. And because they're playing All that middleman stuff, all that like filth and grime that's on us, that stops us from creating authentically comes right off. We just got to become kids again. Shout out to PJ Morton. Please check out that song, Kid Again. Okay. Number two, test out a small, intimate audience. So I'll use me as, as an example. I have a retreat coming up, right? That I'm wanting to pushing out to a lot of people. I'm wanting to push out, whatever. You know what I mean? I want to push out to a lot of people. But I'm, but I'm scared because I'm like, oh, well, is this going to be good enough? I don't know. Like, I want to get feedback, but I also don't want to fail at this. Okay, cool. So what's a smaller thing that I can do? I can invite my mommy, my auntie, my cousins, some of my best friends, people who are safe spaces to come to this, you know, a mini retreat, test it out on them first. 
and then bring it to the masses. That way, when they give me constructive criticism, I'm not going to be offended because these people love and care about me. They have their best interests, my best interests at heart, at heart with them, you know? So finding those safe places and places where you can create your stuff with a small audience is really, really important. If you're learning guitar and you're married, play it for your spouse. Or again, play it for your family or your friends. If you're, again, wanting to become a cook, invite your friends over. I mean, not right now because COVID, but invite your friends over for dinner. Or if you want to teach a cooking class, go live on Zoom and just invite your friends and say, hey, you know, I want to I want to get all of us together on Zoom and I want to teach a cooking class. And this is what you'll need for the class. Just, you know, come and see how you like it and tell me what you think at the end. You know, like there are small things that we can do today. And one of those things is definitely testing it out on a smaller, intimate and safe audience. OK, number three. Take things one small step at a time. Like I always say, I'm saying this to you guys as I'm saying it to myself, because I am a person who likes to eat the whole elephant at the same time, right? But the only way to eat the elephant is to eat it one spoonful or one forkful at a time. You know, I really don't want to eat elephants. I really don't like that analogy because it just sounds like messy. But anyway, um, any, the only way to really take, take on or tackle, excuse me, a huge item, a huge to-do list is to break it down into smaller pieces. Okay. So using the example again of the salon, right? You want to open a salon as we talked about in the previous episode, right? Um, about how we should do less, how we should do more and plan less. Okay. Can you test out your hair braiding skills on your niece or nephew or, you know, your sister or your brother or whoever, like whoever wants to, like one of your homegirls, like have them come over your house and do their hair, do things one small step at a time. If you're learning to play guitar, Maybe it's okay for you just to figure out what the strings mean, how to play individual chords one at a time, instead of like coming as a novice and being like, oh snap, I got to learn how to play this song, right? No, it's like, okay, let me learn one chord a day, one chord at a time. And when you take these classes, like these guitar classes, that's how they teach you because they don't want to overwhelm you with information because one, you're not going to retain it. Two, you're going to get frustrated and not come back. And then three, they know that you need foundational skills before you need like to build on the huge skills, right? So we're not worried about songs and stuff like that. We're worried about you getting down, you know, your hand shapes and all this other stuff. And again, I'm not like a professional guitarist, um, but I'm learning guitar and that's been my experience. And so again, maybe the first step is just learning certain chords. Then maybe the second step is learning um, is learning, you know, different uh, different notes on the guitar strings and how to like play um, solos on the guitar. Maybe that's the next step. Who knows? You know, but that takes me to my to my fourth topic is to make the process fun. So sticking with the idea of learning guitar. Right. When you learn guitar, you know, you, you probably want to learn songs that are actually fun to you. Right. Because those are songs that will actually keep you coming back. That'll, that will that make you excited. Um, that make you come alive. Like if you're learning piano, for example, and classical music bores you, don't learn classical music. Pick up jazz or, you know, the standards that you like. Make the process fun. Like I feel like we've been taught in life that the process has to be hard. It has to be rigorous and um, boring and like just hard and arduous. I'm just like, no, like why can't we make our life fun? Who made these rules that said we had to make a boring and hard and heavy life? If you hate classical music, stop trying to play it on the piano. If you hate jazz, stop trying to play it on the piano, right? Play songs that you enjoy. Play some pop songs. Play some songs that you want to make, you know? Put those, if you learn better by putting chords together and making your own songs, do that. Do whatever you need to do to make the process fun. That's the whole point. Make it fun. And number five, 
Reward yourself and celebrate yourself for every single win. Some people, like my husband, he doesn't like to really celebrate himself that often. I celebrate everything. Everything is a win for me. If you got up in the morning, let's go get breakfast, you know, and he's there to really, ta- to really tailor that back some because we can't be going overboard all the time. But I feel like everything in life is beautiful. Everything is worthy of celebration. If you're learning something and you did something hard, take yourself out on a date. Treat yourself. Get some cookies. Get a Cinnabon. However you treat yourself. I, clearly, I, I treat myself with food. <laughs> but um, again, if you want to get your nails done, a massage, you know, I know in, in, the, in the time of COVID, it's a little more difficult to really celebrate ourselves like we really want to. But I really believe in celebrating every win. And I also believe in writing down every single win so we don't forget because we will forget, you know, we'll, you know, have a bad day or a bad experience or get a bad review. And then somebody, you know, can say something horrible and throw us off. And we forget that we have worth at all. We forget all the good things we've done, all the progress we've made, all the things we've accomplished, all the great things people have said, you know, when people send me nice notes about things I've created or things I've said, I try to screenshot it and save it because I know that there are times when I feel like trash, when I don't feel good about myself, when I don't feel like, you know, I'm successful when I don't feel like I'm anything to be praised or celebrated. I have to go back and remember to celebrate myself, no matter what people say about me. So I think it's really important. Um, I have a notebook. I think that everyone should carry a notebook, like a small one. It could be like a moleskin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, journal. And you just write down every day a small win. So if you did something scary, if you made a recipe for one of the juices for your juicery in the future, that's a win. If you looked up recipes and you saved them, that's a win. If you had people drink them and they told you that they liked them or that they didn't like them, that's a win too, because now you're getting responses from the audience and telling you, hey, you know, I like this, but I don't really like this. All of it is winnable. All of it is worthy of celebration. And so again, you want to you wanna, um, prepare for when that doubt creeps in because it will creep in. It will. Like we're going to doubt ourselves. People are going to doubt us. People are going to say some mean things, but it's really up to us to keep the good stuff in the forefront. So again, I'm going to go over the five things that you can do today um, to help you dream bigger, right? So number one, think of what you're doing as an experiment or as play. Have fun with it, right? Two, test out a small audience, a small, intimate, and safe audience. Like I said, not these random people. I'm talking about your homegirls, like your friends, like your brothers, your sisters, whoever. Test out your stuff on them. Three, one small step at a time. Take your time. Master the small things. And I know it's really hard for people like me who just want to do the whole thing right now. And if I can't do the whole thing right now, it's really frustrating and I don't want to do it anymore. Be okay with going slow and taking your time. Four, make the process fun. Like we said, Life doesn't have to be hard. We just make it hard. We've been told that it has to be hard to be celebrated, but life can be fun. Life can be fun. If you're learning guitar, like I said, learn songs you actually like so that you actually keep coming back to the process. And number five, reward yourself and celebrate every single win. So again, treat yourself, take yourself out on a date, watch Netflix, eat some candy and ice cream, and make sure to keep that notebook near you so that you can write down the wins in your life every single one and take time, at least like 30 seconds, just to celebrate yourself for that small win. If you got a to-do list done that was like weighing heavy on you and you're like, "Ugh, I don't even want to do this. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. And I promise you, you'll remember all the good stuff that you've done, especially if you write down in a journal. So again, you know, I hope this really was helpful. 
um, like I said, you cannot plan for failure. Like, and, and that's the thing. I know that there's this phrase that people say you can plan so you don't fail. But the thing is, even when we plan, we still fail. We still fail. And failing is not necessarily bad. And again, we'll get into that in a different episode. But failing is good. Failing is feedback. Fail, failing is learning. You know, um, kids fall on their faces all the time, but they keep getting up and walking. And no one says anything to them. Oh, you, you failed too long. You failed too many times. You can't do it. No, we encourage them to get back up and we got to do the same thing for ourselves. So I hope this episode was helpful. And until next episode, you guys keep creating, keep making the stuff. I know it's scary, but you're capable of doing scary and hard things. You're amazing. Talk to you later.